Hello, and welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks. Everybody, with me, your host, Jackson Stone. And today is a very, very special episode. It is a solo episode, and I will get into why it's so special in a moment. But this is episode 94 of Jackson Talks, everybody. The last three episodes, 90... 91, 92, and 93, so excuse me, the last four episodes have been some of my favorite episodes up to date. Episode 90 was with my friend named Hadley, and then I had my cousin Jessica on. Just some really, really amazing episodes, some of my favorite episodes, and I can't believe now we're all the way up to 94, leading up to eventually episode 100 and beyond. So that's, I mean, that's incredible. We're dropping episodes every single Tuesday. So if this is your first time listening to a Jackson Talks Everybody episode, this is might be the perfect one to start and get you rolling on the Jackson Talks Everybody train. I will get into why this episode is so special in a moment, so stick with me very briefly. Episode 94, I film. Generally speaking, I film these episodes about four weeks in advance so that I have enough episodes backlogged to drop every single Tuesday. Um, so today is April 4th, 2022, which also means it's a Monday, which means I dropped the very first edition of the first of the Patreon exclusive uh, Jackson Talks Everybody episode. So once a month, On the first Monday of every month, I will be dropping a Patreon-exclusive Jackson Talks Everybody podcast episode, and all you have to do is spend $5 a month or more, and you get that episode directly to you, and those episodes will be uh, episodes that I never release publicly, things that I don't talk about maybe on this pod or go into depth as much on the regular regularly released episodes. I'll do a lot of fan Q&As, a lot of question and answers, book club stuff, all of that. And so check that out. Sign up for Patreon there. And then this episode that I'm recording right now that you're listening to will drop in May. It'll actually drop May 3rd. So today's April 4th. You're hearing this on May 3rd. That means the second edition of the Patreon-exclusive Jackson Talks Everybody podcast episode dropped on May 2nd, which is a Monday. So now you have two two exclusive Patreon-exclusive premium episodes of Jackson Talks Everybody to check out, and you love those. Now you're checking out this episode 94, Jackson Talks Everybody. Very, very special episode. So as I mentioned When you'll be listening to this, it will be May. It will be May of 2022, which is an incredibly important month for for a couple reasons. The first being is that May 1st is my sister's birthday. And now if you're unfamiliar with me and my podcast, this story, again, this is why this is a perfect episode for you to listen to. If you are familiar, you know why, but I'm gonna go into a bit more detail about that today for new listeners and to update um, people on what's going on and why I do the things that I do. So Sunday, or <clears throat> so May 1st, my sister was born on May 1st, 1990. 
So she would have turned um, on May 1st, 2022. She would have turned 32. My sister is no longer with us. She's always with me in spirit and mind and body. I feel her connection, her presence, her love daily. She's not physically here with us anymore. And I'll get into that story in a moment. So that's May 1st. Again, this episode will come out on May 3rd. The Patreon exclusive one comes out May 2nd. So it's a lot happening in those in those first three days of the month. But May is also an important and busy month for me because it is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so those two things kind of go hand in hand. My sister and Mental Health Awareness Month go hand in hand. <clears throat> My sister's name was Rachel. Her name is Rachel Michelle Mashpitz. She was the f- she was the best. She was just the best. She had a big heart, a kind soul, a beautiful smile, an energetic and captivating personality. Um, she, you know, she was she was the delight in every room that she went into, and um, she taught me many things. She still continues to teach me many things. And I'm forever grateful for our relationship, for our friendship, for how she treated me and what she taught me. Um, you know, and I think it's important when you're dealing with grief, because grief is is a very complicated subject, and it's really a never kind of ending journey. Once you lose a loved one, it you don't move on. You know, you move forward with that and you and you view things differently and you move about your life differently because that that there's always kind of a piece missing from you but that doesn't mean that you can't be happy you can't find joy you can't find love doesn't mean you can't live your life to the absolute fullest because you absolutely can it just means that that person that you lost you know, you're thinking about them and you miss them and that feeling sometimes is really strong and heavy and sometimes it's light. But that person is always, always with you. I, be- I believe that to be true. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm forever grateful and appreciative and just lucky to have had, you know, so many years with my sister because she was amazing. She, some of the lessons she taught me, I didn't, you know, fully grasp when she was alive and and kind of really understanding and reflecting on our relationship and diving deep into all of the things that we did together. You know, I now can kind of unpack some of those things and truly live out what she lived out, you know, which was just this non-judgmental, free, authentic, you know, loving person that she was. I try to embody that now in my day-to-day on this podcast with You Are Loved, with all the things that I've I've kind of set up in my life since she passed away. And so she inspires me daily. She inspires me daily. And I'm, I'm forever, just forever grateful for, for my sister. And so her birthday was May 1st. You know, again, she was born May 1st, 1990, which means... She would have been 32 years old, if I'm doing my math correctly, Um, because in June is my birthday. I turned 30 in June, 
and she was two years older than me, the big sister, the caretaker, the protector, the best friend, my first best friend. Oh, man, amazing. And so then again, um, May is also Mental Health Awareness Month. And why those things coincide is because my sister, uh, my sister ended her own life. She took her own life on September 3rd of 2018. So, you know, a few months after this episode will be September 2022. And it'll be four years since I lost my sister. And, and a lot has happened in those four years. And I'm, I'm lucky to be in the spot that I'm at, doing the things that I'm doing, feeling the way that I'm feeling. But a lot of work and patience and time and reflection and just a lot of work has gone into that and me feeling this way and me be able to, to talk about this stuff and be vulnerable with you as I ask you, the viewer, the listener, the watcher, to, to be vulnerable in your life and I want to embody that. And so my sister um, struggled deeply um, with bipolar disorder and major depressive disorder and she dealt, she battled, she struggled, she persevered for over over 10 years with those two mental health conditions she accomplished so many things you know graduating from UT Arlington setting up her own comic book store online being a valued um diligent intelligent um, well respected engineer at Raytheon and so yeah, bringing Chewy into our lives. My sister is the one that bought Chewy. Um, if you're unfamiliar with Chewy, Chewy's our family dog that my sister bought in, I want to say 2016. And um, now Chewy lives with my parents and it's just a, a beautiful reminder of, of Rachel and the gift that she was and now the gift that Chewy is and, you know, all that beautiful stuff. And so that's why May is important. May 1st is very important. That's why I record this episode um, a few weeks before is because I never know if I'm going to have enough steam or energy um, or space in the tank to record this, but I think it's important to share it so people are familiar with the story. We can talk about suicide a little bit more openly so that we can save more lives. We can open the conversation up about mental health and how deeply people struggle and where we can get help and resources and how we can create chains of open and honest conversation about these difficult topics so we can reach people in their darkest moments and bring them back into the light and let them know that they are deeply loved and cared for and valued. And that's why it's important to talk about these things. That's why Mental Health Awareness Month is important because it's, it's a month dedicated to spreading awareness on how serious and real and pervasive some of these mental health conditions can be and how kind and compassionate we have to be not only with ourselves when dealing with these diagnoses or conditions, but how other people can treat us when they know about what we might be struggling with and what a helping hand can do, what a kind word can do, what a kind text can do, what a smile can do, what a small gesture can do. 
And if we start opening up that conversation and make mental health an everyday thing, which it is, because mental health is how you think, feel, and act, and we think, feel, and act every day. It encompasses our entire life. And so it's an everybody, everyday thing. And if we can make it as common as that, then when we get to a point where we really need help and we're really struggling, then it's easier for us to ask for that because we've had this whole, we've had this dialogical discourse about it. And so we're not ashamed. We're not afraid. We're not thinking that we're weak because of any of these things. We just know that it's normal. It's, it's, it happens when we feel sad or like we're not enough or we feel inferior or we're uh, being competitive with other people or we're, we're, you know, having trouble thinking of the things that we're good at or any of these things that pop up in our mind on a regular basis as human beings as all part of our mental health. And of course, there's levels and severities and different degrees of this of mental health when you get into mental health conditions and things of that nature, like what with my sister went through with major depressive disorder and bipolar disorder. Those deserve a little bit more intense care, treatment, um, and help. But it all starts with understanding kind of the spectrum and the continuum that mental health is on and how we can kind of bridge all of those gaps and link everything together to allow people to ask for help more freely and more openly for there is help to available more freely and openly and accessible and available to all, you know, and that starts with, with awareness. And then it starts with taking action, right? We go from awareness to action, awareness to action. We're aware of mental health. Everyone is aware of mental health. Now are we taking day to day steps, actions to take care of our own mental health? Are we sticking to our protocols when we feel the worst? Because that's when we need to stick most heavily to our protocols is when we don't feel like doing them at all. And then are we are we having conversations about it? Are we sharing our story? Are we checking in on our people? Um, are we creating deeper social connection through honest, vulnerable conversation? Are we opening up these chains of communication so when people really do need help for these more intense and pervasive mental health conditions, they can get that without being ashamed or guilted or all of these things? Okay, we want to get our own house in order before we start to get anyone else's house in order. But really, along with that, right, you can't change the world unless you change yourself. That is true. But no one does anything great alone. And living a great, fulfilling, meaningful life is about taking care of your mental health and your mindset. But it's also about linking arms with the people in your life. It's about linking arms with people in your life because we need connection and relationships. And those are wildly important for our mental health, just like community is and finding people um, that like some of the same things that you do and joining groups and communities and conversations about those things and having that social interaction and having a toolkit that allows you to take care of your mental health on a daily basis and then sticking to that toolkit or those protocols when you're not feeling like you should or could or want to. That's when we can kind of force ourselves out of that feeling because feelings follow behaviors. And so if we have a set of behaviors we know or our number one, two self-care strategies that we know can help us through these things, we have to be able to stick to that. And that's why writing it down, learning about it, understanding it, and conversating about it is what Mental Health Awareness Month is all about. And then taking that awareness and then moving it into action, day-to-day, moment-to-moment action. And so 
That's why Mental Health Awareness Month is important. That's why May is important because it's my sister's birthday as well as Mental Health Awareness Month. And if you don't know, um, all of this stuff has led me to the things I'm doing now in this podcast, which is heavily driven by the question, how are you really? And it's driven by conversations about mental health, creating deep, meaningful connection between me, potentially my guest, or me and the people that are listening. And I run a mental health nonprofit called You Are Loved. Um, I'm a life slash optimized coach. I run a mindset program for athletes. Um, I do speaking engagements all, all across the world about mental health in schools and businesses, how to change that culture around mental health, how to care for one another, how to create a conducive environment for the most productive, fulfilled um, people in your environment while also taking care of our mental health and taking care of one another. What steps can you do to do that? So all of that was driven by, you know, my sister, her story and her resilience and her perseverance and what she went through and now how I can talk about that in a way that could potentially save someone's life or could potentially encourage them to get help or to seek help or to talk about their story or to share their journey. And all of these things matter. Everything matters. You matter. Your story matters because it all we're all one and we're all connected in this. And we all have this shared humanity in struggle, which is due to our, you know, whatever happens in our life, our circumstances, our environment, anything. But we all have a common humanity, a common shared thing in struggling. And a lot of it has to do with our mental health. And so we're never alone. We're not alone. We are one. We are together. We are connected. And if we can change and alter and improve the conversation around mental health, then we're all just going to be a bit more healthy, a bit more fulfilled, bit more purposeful and a bit more connected and understanding and together um, while living these very separate, unique individual lives. Um, and so it's all kind of together in that way. This is which how I see it. You may see it differently, but that's okay. Um, as long as we're, you know, showing up with love, showing up with kindness, um, understanding that people are going through things that we can't see and we may not understand, but we lead with love, we lead with empathy. We understand that we all have a common humanity in this struggle and we can lift each other up together by linking arms, by sharing openly and honestly and coming together as, as one, which we are. And so that's, that's why that's important. That's why I record this episode about four weeks in advance so I can have the energy and the steam and the space to do so because this is obviously still a very hard subject for me to talk about, but I think it is very important to talk about the loved ones that we have lost. And I talk about my sister all the time because I love her deeply, but I do miss her a lot. And I wish she was, you know, right here sitting on this, this couch with me, um, but she's not. And the best I can do is live through the virtues that she flourished through and share her story and be a light just like she was a light for me and and just keep trying to do the best that I can because I know that everyone is just trying to do the best that they can and we're figuring it out as we go. And so I'll, sh I'll leave you with one story that I was kind of reminded of uh, a few weeks ago that I'll leave you with about my sister. I think it's funny. Uh, maybe you don't think it's funny because you weren't there, but I think it's funny and it really brings a joy and a smile to my face. 
So my buddy Sam Pack, who's been on this podcast, you know, three or four times, some really popular episodes of him, especially the last one we did, kind of going some of his, of his rules for life, Jordan Peterson style. But you know him, and he's um, he's in the Marines, and so sometimes he really enjoys saying that that's classified. And so I'd ask him how work is and what's going on. and be like, Aaron, no, that's, that's classified. And he gets a big kick out of it, right? And I think that's really funny. And it just reminded me of uh, like a little back and forth game that my sister and I used to play when we lived together. It's so like right after she bought Chewy, then we moved into this apartment right by North Park Mall, if you're familiar with the DFW area. It's a really nice apartment. She she got the apartment. Something happened with her roommate situation, and she asked me to move in. And it was, oh, man, it was amazing. Amazing. Kind of really, the timing worked out beautifully. And uh, it was just like a really nice situation. We got to live together, and we bonded and got closer than we ever had before. It was like fucking incredible. And that's when she was working at Raytheon. And kind of the first couple weeks we were living together, I would get home before her. I was, I was a personal trainer at Gold's Gym at this time. So I would get home kind of before her and be like, hey, Rachie, uh, how's how work today? Like, what'd you do? And she goes, ah, some, some, like she was working at Raytheon on like these government projects and I had to get some like clearance when she got hired and all these things. And so she would answer like as, uh, as much as she could. But then by, you know, a few kind of sentences in, she'd be like, but I can't, I can't really tell you much. You know, it's classified. And she got a big joy out of that because she knew her work was important. <clears throat> and she found a lot of purpose in her work. And she worked really hard to become an engineer. And she just really valued that. And so that went on for like a few weeks where I kind of just asked her how work was. She asked me how work was. And by the end of it, she was saying, Aaron, I, I just, um, you know, I can't tell you it's classified. And so then it became like a running joke every time she would come into the house or to the apartment, excuse me, she'd be like, Aaron, uh, can you just ask me, can you just ask me what I did at work today? I think, I think I'm today's the day I'm going to tell you. And so be like, yeah, yeah, Rich, uh, what'd you do at work today? She'd be like, oh, just like, sorry, it's classified. I can't tell you. And now we would just do that every day. She would come in, she would say, yo, like just I, today's the day. I think I can tell you, like, I, I think today's the day, like, just ask me what I did at work. And I'd be like, all right. Uh, so yeah, how was work today? Like, what'd you work on? She was like, oh, dude, Aaron, come on. It's classified. I've been telling you, I can't tell you. It's classified. Like it became a joke, but like it really was classified. So I actually didn't know what she was working on, but it was really, really quite cool stuff. She was very, very, very intelligent uh, and meticulous uh, and diligent person. And so I knew she was working on something special. And I met some of her friends from when she worked at Raytheon. They were also very smart, wise, insightful people. <clears throat> so they were working on something really cool, but it was classified. And so when Sam started saying that to me, uh, it just drew out some really sweet and beautiful memories I have of, of living with my sister and Chewy in that apartment by North Park. And I wanted to share that with you along with some of the other stuff that I talked about on this episode. And so, yeah, if you're, I, I leave you, I leave you with this. If, if you're, if you're struggling right now, if you're having a very hard and challenging time right now, 
I, I do believe with my whole heart that it can get better. It does get better and it will get better. Maybe you're not okay right now, but you will be okay. Please stay for the endless possibilities. Please stay for the people that you haven't met yet that you'll fall in love with. Stay for that crappy movie you're going to see with your best friend in the theater that you were really looking forward to. Stay for all of those moments. Stay for the the dog that you might get. Stay for the walk that you could go on. Stay for the phone call you're going to get that is a beautiful phone call that you never expected. Stay for all of that. I know it's hard right now. I know it sucks right now. But you're capable and you are important. And if I've learned anything, if I have learned anything over the last three and some change years through my sister, through all my work, it's that you are fucking deeply, deeply loved and really capable and really resilient. And you got this. Thank you for listening. This was episode 94 of Jackson Talks, everybody. One of my most special episodes. I love you, Rachie. I miss you deeply. I hope I'm making you proud. And much love. Thank you.